I was just sharing in the vestry before I came in here that, I, that yesterday I went to an induction uh, of uh, Andrew Mills. Um, he's coming to the pastorate um, of uh, L- uh, Christchurch at Lewis and Seaford and also Alfriston. Only when I got there, I was actually in the wrong place because there's two buildings in Seaford and they've moved in January their worship centre from one to the other. Right. So I did get to the induction just a little bit late. But I wonder, have you ever travelled somewhere you didn't expect to go? Have you gone somewhere that you didn't expect? That was a minor change, buildings within the same town. But I just wonder, you know, perhaps you, you think you're travelling, but you don't know your destination. My mum tells a story of when she was a young woman in the early 1960s. Might have been late 50s, but no, I think it was in the early 60s. And she'd gone on holiday to spend a, a few days with her cousins who lived in Lockerbie. Lockerbie is about 18 miles um, from the town uh, of Langham, uh, where I grew up and where my mum uh, lived for um, from the age of seven. And while she was in Lockerbie, um, her cousins had noticed that there was an advert uh, of the local coach company, Richardson's, which still ran the bus when I was doing my sixth year at school. Uh, when I used to go to Lockerbie at school, it was Richardson's. But Richardson's had a big advert up um, for a mystery tour. You know, you don't see them so much nowadays, mystery tours. But um, the, the idea was that... Um, you would go on the bus and it would arrive somewhere and uh, there would be a mystery and you would supposedly a, a touristy place that you could spend the day and then you'd get on the coach and go home again so quite a nice little package so the, um, my mum, her cousins and their friends that lived in Lockerbie decided it might be fun this group of young women uh, late teens, early twenties to, to go on the mystery tour Where would they go? What would they see? Might it be to the Lake District? You know, that's doable in a day from where we live. It might be up to the beach at Ayr or somewhere on the Ayrshire coast. You know, that'd be a nice, pleasant day out. Might even be off to Edinburgh, the castle. Well, it was a mystery where they would be going. So off they they set mid-morning, they they, they boarded the coach and they headed west past Loch Maben towards Dumfries. And thought, oh well, heading off that way. And then the the coach took a different road. And it started heading down towards Gretna and across the border to Carlisle. Oh, maybe it is the Lake District after all. And just before it got to Carlisle, it turned north. And they realised, but by the time of day it now was, and the fact it was supposed to stop at the destination for lunch, 
that there was only one possible destination. It was heading to my mum's hometown of Langham. The Mystery Tours exotic lunch stop was half a mile from my mum's front door. When we set off on a journey, the destination might be a mystery. But it might be somewhere that we actually know. It's just the journey getting there is the mystery. It might be somewhere that we're, you know, familiar with. It might be somewhere that we've heard of. But our direct route is actually a bit of a wiggle. God calls Abram, his wife Sarah, nephew Lot, and the servants to go off on a journey. And they respond not knowing where they are going. It tells us in the text that they set out for the land of Canaan. But the Lord hadn't really told them that. That's something that we later discover. The destination that the Lord has in mind is Canaan. And this place is not mysterious to them. Had we read the chapter before this, after the, the genealogy that takes us from Noah's son Shem uh, through to Abram, it records that Terah, Abram's dad, had intended to take his family, Abram, Sarah, Lot to Canaan but instead had settled in Haran that's a town that is just inside modern Turkey just north of the border with Syria that town if you look, if you look at it on uh, Google Maps in the aerial view if you look at a satellite image you'll see that it's green Roundabout, Go a bit further and it starts becoming desert. But there's quite a large fertile area. It's good farming country in a land that's not always good farming country. And it's also on an east-west trade route that used to exist. It was an ideal place to settle to farm, to trade, to become rich. Terah took the opportunity to do that, even though it was not where he had felt that he was supposed to be. He felt he was supposed to go to Canaan. He was going to take his family to Canaan. But he gets halfway. 
and sort of goes, actually, it's not bad here. I think I'm quite comfortable here. This is a nice place. I think I'll just stay here. He took his comfort above the objective he had established for himself. And he settled. Sometimes people like Terra set off with good intentions... But they become distracted and they become complacent, unsettled with their manner. They see a comfort and they choose that comfort. And that happens in their relationship with God sometimes. People with a vision of what God has in store for them set off. And some keep going, and others freeze and cease growing in faith. Instead of continually thinking, where is God calling us next? Instead of thinking, what is God saying that's new? They stop. They go, this is all right. I quite like this. Abram is more open to God. And it's a sign of Abram's faithfulness that he is ready to move on from the place his family has become rich. It's not just that God's saying, come on, let's go somewhere new. They are a wealthy family. They've got lots of things to pack up. They have servants. They have animals. It's got to be a major effort. When I was, uh, I, I kind of used a children's bit of this, but a bit more telling about the stars on Monday at Boys Brigade. So David's heard a little bit of this before. Uh, and I had a sleeping bag. And I say, you know, you have to pack the sleeping bag. You have to shove it all in this stuff sack. And it's a pain packing it away. And then you go to the next place and you get it out. And if you move on again, you have to pack it in. And it's an effort. It must have been a considerable effort for Abram, for Sarah, for Lot, for the servants. To get everything together and to go on the journey. But yet, Abram is willing to do that. He's willing to move forward. He's willing to journey with God. He's willing to go on the mystery tour. That the destination is a place that he has heard of that his father had planned to go to uh, is not in his mind he's maybe not aware of that at all he doesn't know how things have got to be when he gets there leaving the comfortable place behind but he's willing to board the bus and see where it travels and as he does that he does it with confidence because God makes him three promises 
the first promise is that the descendants would be great nation a great nation now he and we if we didn't know what happens next might struggle a bit with that promise because he doesn't have any descendants at this stage and he's 75 years old and his wife's of a good age too how would there be people that would call him father excuse me but of course God does later give them a son because God his promises secondly God promises to him to make Abram's name great to make him famous again that might be a bit of a strange one we live in a world where celebrities come and go some rare examples of staying power some contribute greatly through their art to the world that they're in but many like X Factor contestants appear from nowhere onto the TV and onto the front pages of the newspapers and then they disappear again only to reappear perhaps on I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here and you go who are you? I'm a celebrity? What sort of celebrity are you? I, I, I watched um, uh, about two nights ago um, on my um, Sky Planner I still had some programs from Christmas and the New Year and there was this uh, program that was hosted by Richard Osman that was on ITV and I should have known that was an issue for a start but uh, it was on ITV and, and it was a replay of the year and it had this celebrity teams four or five pairs of people that were celebrities and I went well I don't know those celebrities and I don't know those celebrities and I don't know those celebrities I think I've seen that one you know we bandy about this concept of being famous quite widely nowadays but God promises that Abram's name is going to be known you know there, there are folk let's say Paul McCartney Cliff Richard you know 50-60 years on the names are still they're still active people they, they, they've got longevity um, some names are remembered after maybe 400 years you know, we might think of some of the great hymn composers. So the the Wesleys. And like that. Names that stick. Abram, we're still talking about four thousand years later, roughly. You know, that's a name that is known. That is a name. I wonder who in 4,000 years time people from today will be talking about perhaps Abram and not anybody else that's living just now 
being famous was not about wealth it was not about appearing at a posh wedding on the cover of OK or Hello it was not anything like that modern publishing thing that we have today it meant that people told people about that person it was word of mouth that repeated the story and that meant it had to be a family history of something that was incredible and remembered Abram's name was to be known by many because he would be shown to have a special relationship with God and he would have many descendants and therefore it backs up that first promise the, the second promise backs up the first one and the third promise I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you it's a bit of a double header actually it backs up those first two promises by saying that Abram is in a special relationship with God God will bless now of course there are people that will remember Abram our faith remembers the Old Testament story But the promise goes further. All people will be blessed when they bless Abram. And this points to this hope of the whole world coming and knowing not simply Abram, but that relationship Abram has with God. And coming to know who God is Abram's family will be a special family but with a special purpose of making God's name known and of course there will be a day when Christ comes again when every knee will bow Because across the world, all people will know who the Christ is. But what does this passage mean to us? We here at Linfield, we are, we are blessed um, by uh, having a congregation that has many young people. that are growing in faith and there's many churches that don't have that um, hey, it's interesting that um, one of the, the people in college in my year um, at college at the same time as myself and John uh, is uh, 
a guy called Stuart Turner and he's a, a padre in the army uh, he's, uh, he's currently uh, down in Dorset with the signals folk down there uh, and the, the, there was a bit on BFBS this week where um, he was getting interviewed he was doing a sort of thought for the day type bit uh, that uh, his wife thoughtfully um, put on Facebook um, uh, and after he talks about how we approach things and how we have discussions and how th- things are, are difficult um, he was saying about the, the church as part of the, the barracks there and he said oh we've got a really good church um, the, this Sunday we had nine children and I said, oh that's good and nine adults in the congregation and I thought for a moment and I thought yes Stuart um, were four of those nine children your kids he's got a big family you know we, we we're blessed in many ways here yeah, and I pray that his church uh, and his ministry might continue to grow and flourish. He was excited because things are happening. It's a new fellowship. He's started. We've got many children here, but actually, when you those of us that go into schools and see the number of children in the schools we've got a tiny fraction of the population you know even the three churches together we've got a tiny fraction of the number of children in the local area surrounding us so we need to be praying and living and giving in a way that encourages that number that knows not the name of Abram but the name of Jesus and sees it growing and sees many coming and not just children but adults too there are times we might ask how can the people of this place be worshipping in 20 years time how will we meet will the family name of Linfield URC you know die with us in the way that Abram and Sarah would probably have thought that their name would have died if they didn't have children that was it in that context because it was understood the only way for a story to continue Abram had a relationship with God they spent time together they talked and listened 
to what each other said. Abram trusted God. He listened to the call to move forward and was faithful enough to do so. To go without questioning. Do we have a strong enough relationship personally with God and as a church that as we pray and listen for his word that we hear the journey that he's calling each of us to do? Do we trust him that as we step out in faith we can make that step without knowing where actually the foot is going to go down? You know, that bit of journey. I asked at the start of the sermon if you'd ever travelled somewhere you didn't expect to go. We have to trust that we might travel forward to somewhere that we don't know where we're going. But that by travelling with God, he will bless us. And enable us to grow in faith and in numbers. It might involve leaving something behind. Leaving a place like Heron. And taking a risk. But we need to journey. Because we need to be a people of God.